0: Hey guys, Henning Morton from Flip Normals here. In this video, we are going to be talking about why you should avoid going to university and college in the fall and in the next year. So let's get into the video. So before we get into it, make sure to subscribe. Now, one of the main problems with universities and colleges now in the fall is that they are old institutions. These are not dynamic institutions which have really been keeping off to date with technology. Mm. While the courses themselves and what they're teaching might have in some cases, the institutions themselves are really, really old and they belong in the last millennia.
1: (laughs) It's one of those things that we've touched on a lot here on the channel. In general, giving people advice and I wouldn't say we're I mean, okay, yeah, I would say we're pretty uh, anti-university <laughs> little, little when it comes to especially 3D educations because a lot of it's so outdated and and it isn't actually the best. You don't get the most you know bang for your buck, so to speak. And adding COVID on top of that has really, I guess, illustrated a lot of different challenges that are starting to come up as sort of and you know the universities have to do patchwork solutions that aren't super well thought through because they kind of have to rush it to, to get everything ready for the next semester.
0: There are seems to be like three kinds of universities. Now, you have the first kind, which is they're embracing online learning from day one right mm. now. Then you have the second kind, which is the one which is going for the hybrid model, which means that students might be on campus, uh, but they are going to be learning remotely through Zoom or something like that. Yeah. Then you have the third kind, which is they just don't care at all. They're just going full on. We are a regular university the way we have been. The problem with this is that, well, obviously the first two of these are putting their students in real danger. But the one which are going online as well, it's it's a very patchworky solutions. Yeah. the you can't just throw Zoom on top of an old system like this. We're not against online learning. Obviously, that's kind of what we're advocating for. Online learning is phenomenal. But you can't just have your lectures over Zoom and say that that's that's it. You just do not get the university experience from that. Universities is really about, you know, maturing, becoming a better person, growing up and making friends and having an awesome time as well as learning as well. And one of the things we've been talking about before is that when you go to university, you... You, while you will learn a lot of things, that you could learn those things online. And now with the pandemic going on, we are really seeing that you will only get the disadvantages of a real university and yeah. none of the advantages. You will not get
1: the social aspect of it at all. And let's not confuse uh, learning something from a university online versus online learning, right? Because online learning is tailored towards you being at home or you know maybe you're in the office but you're self-studying that's what online learning is about it's making something that was previously unaccessible making it more accessible to a wider audience usually at a cheaper price and most of the time with more updated information in the courses that you're actually getting online learning in the new sort of COVID university era It's just taking the existing courses, which are most of the time out of date, being taught by teachers who haven't necessarily touched the industry in the last 10 years, and now you're just getting it online. You're lacking the, like Henning says, you don't have the social aspect, the community aspect, which is one of the things that we've been advocating for as a plus for for universities. There are certain things you can't get with regular online learning. You know, communities is a hard thing to get up and running and establish. So especially when universities take this approach, it's going to make it even harder for them, I feel like, to compete with high-quality online learning resources.
0: What we've been doing a lot, where we've been teaching, is that, of course, you have your lectures, which is you know, the main learning area where you transmit information to the students. But then the second half of the learning is really you giving feedback individually to students and they have an issue and they're just yelling out for us and then we'll come and help them right away. Mm. And they can also get help from their fellow students. And the feedback loop is really very short. It means you can have a lot of iterations on your work and you can really get help whenever you're stuck. This feedback loop becomes very long when you're dealing with online learning. You're going to have to go through something like Microsoft Teams or Slack and all remote solutions in order to actually access their computer. And it's just a lot harder. If you have, you know, when, we, when, we, when you have a class when we, we've been teaching, you know, 25 students, in some cases even bigger, like 50 students. And if you were to double the amount of time it takes somebody to get help, you are drastically reducing the quality of their education. And this is not a purely technological problem. This is not where you could just do the perfect suite of tools and just give them to the universities and, and colleges. This is a more fundamental issue. It's that this, those institutions aren't built around the new world, like Morton was saying, with like all the advantages. They really aren't. So right now, you are just in so much trouble if you're an institution and you're trying to just put a Zoom patch and some remote learning tools on top of it. It's not the
1: same. Yeah, if you were sort of reinventing how universities know physical traditional universities worked and it's a five-year plan something that you've thought about meticulously that could probably work with updated courses and rethinking learning i guess for the modern more connected and global world but when you're doing it as a patchwork solution that just has to come within the next six to eight months because well you realize if you don't do that you're going to lose all of your students Undeniably, you're going to have to make compromises and do things that aren't going to be optimal for the students. But at the end of the day, sort of, you have to, as a school, right, I think you're still trying to prioritize your earnings, your customers slash your students. You want to get that income. And I think this is sort of the desperation of the schools trying to, trying to achieve that. Because, but, like, one of the issues is all the technical Uh, glitches and whatever that's going to arise from that. Like we've all had meetings, whether it's Zoom, uh, Google Hangout, Skype or wherever. Always have connectivity issues. Someone speaks, oh, there's some delay. Someone else was actually speaking before them. It's not real time. It works better if you're just listening to someone. It's not a two-way street. You're just getting the information. But then you might as well have offline pre-recorded videos. Like you have with online tutorials um it's it's gonna make it tricky and it kind of loses the edge that universities had
0: we have been doing a lot of tutorials right by by now you know we've made a lot of proper courses which could have been university courses yeah for sure and let me tell you that you cannot just record those like overnight you can't just tell a teacher hey just record all your courses first you have to you have to adapt it to video format and then you have to do all the recording, all the post-processing, all the editing. You have to have editing rooms for that or like recording rooms for that. And this is, it's so much work to get this started. (laughs) And every single university is, is, is struggling at the moment with, with finding solutions to this. You also have all the other problems as well regarding tech. A lot of universities, they will provide you with a computer lab. So, you will have to physically go to a computer lab and you know if you're doing some kind of some kind of hybrid solution where you're on campus you you really really do not do not want to use somebody else's computer at the moment <laughs> like can you think of anything more contagious than somebody sitting in a computer all day and it, it sounds it sounds awful but if you aren't if you aren't on campus and you're home you're going to have to get a computer yourself this is really expensive and a lot of people don't have proper workstations and they rely on the computers they can get. Then you we have, we have to get the software. Now I'm sure the this, this school can provide you the software for free as an educational license, but you still have to get it. You, a lot of students are struggling with installing software. We've had this a lot of times where you can't just give 25, 50, 100 students. You can't just give them all the software and expect everything to go perfectly <laughs> fine. You're asking for trouble there. Then you have all the issues like you, your 3D software broke or you have to reset your Maya preferences, whatever it might be, you just need tech support. This might be from the actual tech support department of school, or it can be from the teacher as well who just tells you to delete your preferences in Maya. Whatever it might be, it's important that you get this support the difference between CG and a lot of other courses is you can't just be connected through your iPad or your phone and, and receive a lecture. You do require proper hardware. When we went to school, there were a lot of people that hadn't really used proper workstations before. They never used tablets or anything. It just had a laptop
1: or something like that before.
0: Imagine, right? You're your first-year student. You've never really done that. And then suddenly, you, you have to get a proper workstation. You have to figure out what to buy. You have to install all the software. You never used a tablet before. You have to get used to all that. On top of everything else we were talking about, such as the connectivity issues, the lack of, like you haven't met your your, your students or fellow students before, you haven't met your teachers, you you don't have any social aspects of the education anymore. All of that combines into a really bad educational experience.
1: Yeah, and let's not forget the fact that most of these universities are going to charge you exactly the same as if you were to attend physically. But... They're taking away, well, I guess they're not taking away. You know, the current situation doesn't really permit them to, per, to give you the same kind of service. So it's, it's hard to justify. And it's one of those things where, like, we've been discussing it a lot back and forth, sort of like what kind of solutions can there be? What can you do as students? And there's definitely things you can do. But it doesn't it does mean that as a student, as someone who's, just about to enter university. This year you're gonna have to think about it very carefully if it's for you. It's like you're starting your education with like a broken leg. Like this first year is not gonna be it's probably not gonna be a good first year because it's gonna be so lackluster compared to probably how it would usually be. So you're gonna have to navigate that in a different way than you usually would have to.
0: You're gonna have to self study a lot. And even if you were to take the first year online and then you will go to the second year. The problem is now the second year expects a certain level of skill from you. And if every single person in your class has maybe only got half of all the information from the first year, they never really got to test their their, hmm. their work. They haven't done proper group projects anymore. You're now going into second year with severe gaps. And now you're spending all of second year catching up to that. You get to third year where you're supposed to make your show reel and your uh, animated film, whatever it might be. And you don't, now you're catching up to second year. <laughs> so you're, you're, now you're so far behind. And at the end of it, you do not have a portfolio
1: you can use in order to get into film or games or animation. And that's one of the reasons why, well, one of the solutions we talked about was really, for a lot of people, it might actually be better to postpone this first year, uh, simply trying to push it to, to next year, apply again. Or whatever it may be and then hunker down on the self-study part because online education nowadays has become so widely available you could i mean you could basically get most of what you needed for free on youtube nowadays if you know where to look if you have a sort of good way to navigate everything and figuring out exactly what it is you're after, which is one of the tricky things because that's what university helps you with. Um, seeking out a program like that, maybe if, it's, if you have a curriculum from the university beforehand because you've already been accepted, then pursuing that outside of university in self-study, I think could be a really good way to, to spend this year.
0: Yeah, and there is no perfect solution to this. I wish we could go like just just take this one course <laughs> just pay 200 and you have that we we don't we don't have anything to sell you <laughs> we, no no we, we are purely here to to try to help you not get ripped off in the next year because i truly believe that if you attend university in the next year you will get thoroughly ripped off and the debt you're the debt you're acquiring right now will you will have to pay that off this is there is no corona <laughs> There's no like no. easing of that. If you attend school now, and and particularly the more expensive ones, which in the U.S. are still over two hundred thousand dollars for a full four-year education, yeah, you and and you always one year behind on that. Like you cannot afford to do that. That is catastrophic. But it's not even just about the money. It's it's about it's about the learning. You just will not get a really good education on that so i really i really really urge you to do do not attend university this year if you have already enrolled in university and you're starting now in the next few weeks or next month i i i don't know what you can do in terms of like if you can get your money back or whatever in that regard but i would highly recommend you to not attend uni this year
1: one of the tricky things for me in that sort of conversation is we were, we were talking about that before this video specifically about the school we attended the animation workshop so I think the difference there we've talked about the school a lot and we're very happy with the school um, is that it's, it's a merit-based school where you get in based on your skills you know there are tests along the way you have interviews and there's a set amount of students that are accepted each year however a lot of schools around the world UK, US, whatever it may be they don't really impose these restrictions meaning that they will let in anyone i'm not saying that to like uh you know uh point any fingers at anyone in terms of skill set it's just a, f- it's just how most schools work you know you pay for the school therefore you can get in i think if it's a pure school it's a school where you pay to get in that's where i would advocate for think about postponing this first year until next year if you can afford it, maybe work uh, a job on the side and then do self-study from home. If it's more like the animation workshop where you submit a portfolio and, uh, you know, for me, it was like, I worked for three years or something like that, trying to get into the school. And if I, this has been my first year and COVID came along and I was told, oh, okay, we're gonna do online classes. Knowing what I know now about the school, I would have still kept my spot in this first year but really trying to focus on on the self-study part, because I knew how much more I was going to learn in year two and and year three and how hard it was going to be to get in again next year because it gets harder and harder. People get better every year. So I think those are the two options in terms of universities there, at least for you to to consider in terms of what you want to do with your year. I also want to be
0: very clear that we are not bashing online education or online schools. We are specifically talking about courses and universities which have been only traditionally on campus uh, yeah, yeah. which are now going over Zoom, which they are now adapting a 10-year-old course or a course we been running for 10 years in on, in classes they're adapting that to a digital course. If you have a, a school like Animation Mentor which is exclusively online and and it's been refined and it's working and they know what they're doing as an online school, that is also a very valid path. So you can look that up as well. You can look up proper online schools. Now be aware of that as well, because there are, it's a bit of a minefield when it comes to what's good
1: and what's not good. Yeah. But, Look, think, think Tank as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could also be a good alternative, for sure.
0: Look up mentorships as well. Um, there, there are some guys who call themselves Mentor Coalition, which uh, have mentorships yes. as well. That's, that's also a, a good way of doing it. But just, just so we we're clear, if you find a good online course that might be 100% valid and might be a good way of doing it, just avoid the $200,000, 100000 traps, which are just purely adapted from in person classes.
1: Yeah, I, I recently got a message from a guy who um who actually did the think tank online school. Uh the question was something along the lines of uh he knew that we attended the animation workshop and we, you know, we spoke very highly of it. Should he consider, after he's been doing think tank, applying to the animation workshop? And it was like, well it's a very broad question. What do you like to do? um and he was like oh maybe i want to do more i think he was talking about doing more shading texturing look dev, that kind of thing and i was like well then i don't think the animation workshop is a good fit for you because it's more storytelling visual stuff more focused on animation and and a lot of fundamentals within animation and, and art and it looks like or it seems like what he was going for was more just a pure technical 3d i want to work i want to become a good shading artist in that case I wouldn't advocate for people going to a university. No. Uh, if you're already in that healthy, self-study state of mind, doing an online course, an online school, CGMA, whatever it might be, I think it's gonna be way more beneficial for you than trying to do university just because that's you know, what's expected or whatever.
0: I also kind of, one of ways we should end this video is that if, you have, if, you're, if you're being forced by your parents, to attend university, which I know a lot of you are. Mm. I mean, in general, you should have a serious chat with them, but specifically in the next year, you should really like show them this video, show them the realities of the dangers of you going there, like either going physically to a university when it comes to like the yeah, COVID dangers, yeah. but also the, the economic dangers and harm to your learning going to a, uh, like going to an online university.
1: Yeah, even if it's not a question of money, where, you know, your parents are well off, your family's well off, and you can afford to go to the school, it can still be a waste of your time. It doesn't matter if $200,000 is nothing to you. I mean, the next three years wasted is still three years wasted. You know, you're not going to get those back. So that's a very important thing to consider. But that's just, you know, in general, with universities and all the issues we have with that. Yeah, we'll have a proper university rant at some point. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think that just about wraps up this video. And, and we really just wanted to share our thoughts on the topic because it's something we've been ping-ponging back and forth about over the last couple of weeks. We would love to hear from you guys. Uh, if you agree or completely disagree with with our point of view, I think there might definitely be, there's definitely going to be a lot of people who disagree with it. I, I would love to hear why and sort of like the... Uh, the arguments that you've come up with in order to justify saying like, I think this is definitely still worth it for me. I'm going to spend this year. I'm going to do the online learning. Okay, what is it that made you decide that? And like, because I think it's important to have a, take an active decision that is not just like, you're not on autopilot. You don't just do it because it's expected. So I would love to hear from everyone down in the comments, what's sort of driving you to do it or, or not to do it. Or, and, or if this video was kind of like oh, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense.
0: I would particularly love to hear from teachers at universities right now. What are your specific plans? And if you're if you want to remain anonymous, I would love to hear your actual thoughts on what your school is currently doing. Because I believe it's uh, it's gonna be rough for the next year for it's robbery <laughs> for for universities. <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much for watching. If you wanna see more videos like this in the future, make sure to like, comment, and
1: subscribe. And like Mark was saying, leave a comment below. Let us know what you think.